You are listening to the Kinky Coach Podcast with Stephanie and Fox. Hey, Fox. Yeah? You've been a bad, bad boy. This show contains explicit content and is intended for mature audiences only. This is what happens when an innocent, successful mental health professional falls for a rugged, prior-deployed bad boy. You You get get one one hell of a ride. So we've always been about living our authentic self. I hate that term. I know. That's why I say it. Just be who you are. How's that? Your authentic self. It just sounds so fake. It's like what fake people say. Or okay. if someone's trying to uplift you, but they're not being real about it. They so you're just, calling me fake. I'm calling the term <laughs> fake. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I didn't always live my authentic self. Okay. And it took somebody helping me, kind of actually pulling me out of the box. And um, I am excited to have that person with us uh-huh. today. So this person has known me for, what, 25 years? Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. God bless your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we grew up together. And um, there's been a lot of changes. So this is my friend Bastion, and we've known each other since high school. Mm -hmm. We kind of disconnected through college, and then one day we started teaching together, reconnected. Was this before or after you dated um, this was, um, we started dating while teaching, teaching. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Was that, that's true, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So Bastion was, a, looked a little different back then. <laughs> so? To say the least. <laughs> like, like different hairstyle? Different hairstyle. Different clothes? What, what, do you, what do we mean by different? Well, Bastion, how, how were you a little different back then? I mean, my hair was a little different back then. <laughs> Your hair was in, like, little mini dreads. Yeah, my, my clothes were a little different. Well, nah, my fashion sense has gotten better. So, yeah, my clothes were a little different, and, and so was my gender. <laughs> so was your gender. So you were a female. Female, yes. And I, that's what I, I knew you as and loved yes. you as. And then we transitioned. Mm-hmm. And, I, and see, I still love you. Aren't you glad about that? I am. <laughs> it's all about the love. Is it about love or tolerance? No, I don't know. Because I think, I, <clears throat> look, I, we've been together now for going on two plus two years. Two plus years, yeah. yeah. And, uh-huh. yeah, you are challenging at times, babe. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I am a peach. I admit I'm challenging at times. You, though, yes, you're always reminding me how awesome you are. Yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. I think I am. Yeah. So, Bastion, has to. Was she was she challenging back in the day? Uh, to, to say the least. Ah. <laughs> okay. So okay. the truth comes out. Okay. So. See, I'm not the only one. So, Bastion was my first girlfriend. Okay. And um, it was fun. I wasn't ready to live my true self, though. Okay. And so that kind of enabled or hindered us in that. So, your first girlfriend, but was that the first woman you had been sexual with? Oh, no. Uh uh. Okay. No. Just my first one. Just to give some further. Mm in depth into who you are and what you've done. No. Nope. Yeah. But we did watch Brokeback Mountain together. Okay. <laughs> you remember that? I remember a lot of things. <laughs> That's not one of your certifications, right? That you have a ball oh, and say <laughs> certified LPC and watched Brokeback Mountain. I love Mountain. that movie. It is such a beautiful love story. <laughs> that was um that was a fun event. That was an event that, that night. Okay. Yeah, to say the least. Um, but the reason why I am so excited to have Bastion on the show is because 
there's so many people in our in our world, and I'm just going to say the world, that they don't live their true self. They're afraid to be themselves. They're afraid to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was that person for a very, very long time. I mean, it, it took being with you to for me to just verbalize, yeah, I'm bisexual. Um, no, you told me like in three days. Well, I'm talking about to the world. Oh, yeah, that took a little <laughs> bit longer. I was going to say with me, <laughs> that was like date three. Yeah, but yeah. with the world. And, of course, Bastion helped me realize that I needed to break free of those molds, even though I wasn't quite ready then. But I just love the fact that, Bastion, I kind of think of you like as a butterfly. You were in your little cocoon, (laughs) and then you finally blossomed into your true self. And I want you to kind of, what was that process like for you? Um, it was a very scary process to tell the truth um it was one where um i was introduced to different people in my life and these were people that that questioned me in ways that i'd never been questioned before and the way they questioned me was they questioned me about my identity and i'm just like i am you know it's like i would say that you know i'm female and then i'd be like it sounded it always sounded weird coming out of my mouth because in all actuality i did not know how to be female um i would copy other people around me to try to be like them because i was like i don't know how to do this um but in talking to them i took another step and started talking to a therapist uh just to be sure of where i was going and some people, you know, that I know, they don't do the therapy route. They're just like, boom, they just jump out and be like, I'm this, and they go with it the next day. Mm-hmm. I was in therapy for two and a half years before I made my first step to transition chemically. Okay. Well, and it doesn't help that being a female was trying to kill you. No, that does not. Yeah, that is very true. That should have been the telltale sign right there. I know. Being a female, this, I cannot tell you how many times Bastion's almost died on me. Okay. Yeah, like physically dead. I was wondering what you meant by that. Being a female was trying to kill him, pretty much. Yep. Damn bitch. <laughs> but so, hey, we got all those 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 parts that were trying to kill me out. So, so how many times have you had cancer because of your female parts? Uh, twice. Mm-hmm. And mm, yeah, yeah, they were pretty bad. They were very bad, very very bad instances. I I didn't go through the first time with you, but I did go through the second time with you, mm-hmm. and um, that sucked. Yeah, the second time was a lot worse than the first time, only because the cancer was a little bit more aggressive and it had, um, of course, grown into my, started to try to grow into my colon and ate my appendix. So, yeah, it was wow. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But you know what I remember? You maintained your positivity the entire time. That smile. Uh, I did, and I, I broke down a lot of nights by myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, but it takes a big toll on you to try to, I mean, if you know me, you know that out in public or whatever, I'm going to be that fun, jolly, whatever person, but behind closed doors, I break down a lot. And at that point I did break down a lot because it was, it was a lot. And I felt like I was going through it by myself. And cause I mean, it's hard to try to explain those things to people that haven't been through it. They can, they can understand a little bit, but not to the extent of, dude i literally almost died mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they yeah and it also didn't help that you had to be in a completely sterile environment so no one could come see you mm-hmm. i remember that and then when you when we came back to work i had to clean your classroom with bleach all the time mm-hmm. but you know and i, I always tell to. people about that um when i did go back because you know being in that like i said being away and at home and you know not even really being able to see my son very much but um it was very eye-opening because I was very nervous about going back to work because you know I was bald you know I had to be like completely covered stay away from people and I thought the kids were going to make fun of me 
um, you know, as an adult, people are like, oh, it doesn't matter what kids say. No, the, what kids say still affects you as an adult. And it was the complete opposite. And it was it was a very beautiful thing. I mean, there was one kid in particular that I don't know if you remember this, but one kid in particular that had something to say. And I found out later on that day that she was handled after school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Hey, Kinky Nation. Do you need help with navigating the swinging lifestyle? Fox and I offer personalized coaching services designed specifically for your relationship needs. Are you the person that all your friends turn to when they have questions about sex? You should check out the Kinky Coach Sex Coach Certification Course and get paid for sex coaching instead of doing it for free. Just go to kinkycoach.com. Lastly, if you feel that you are in need of therapeutic services for your relationship or individually, please visit Beautiful Beginnings with an S llc.org for more information on the counseling services I offer. Okay, Kinky Nation, let's get back to the show. <laughs> I do. We also taught at a very rough school. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes rough equals good and solid loyalty, though. It, it is. It's it really very does. much so. Every school that I've taught at has been very similar to that one with the exception of some of the ones I've dealt with lately, but... um they've all had that same caliber of kid and I would not change those experiences for anything in the world. Yeah, I agree. Sure. So Bastion, talk to us about, well, first off, let's give this some further clarity. So yeah, Stephanie, you're 24 now. So this happened when you were like 12, 12. Yeah. Maybe 10. (laughs) God, I was a baby. You've been, You've been 24 for a while. Hey, you know what? <laughs> no, but so so how old, what was your age range here when, when all this occurred? So let, let's start with um, So when you, like, starting from where? Because <laughs> I've had issues, when I say as medical issues, starting at the age of 18, actually. So Okay. And then. Yeah. We started dating. Stephanie, when did you start dating Bastion? I was 25. No, no, 26. 26. 26. Yeah. Well, see, I was close. Uh, to yeah. yeah I was a couple of days older. Yeah, just a few days older. Um, because the baby at the time, was she one? She wasn't even one yet, was she? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Nope, because I think mine was four. Yours was four? four. So we'll get into that later. But yes, yours was four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Bastion, yeah. moving forward, right? Uh-huh. At what age did you decide that you were going to be who you wanted to be? Um, I was. I started, like I said, going to therapy when I was like 36, and again started uh, transitioning at 38. Okay, so definitely later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. How did that affect your overall relationships with people in your life, like family, friends, coworkers? Because I know a lot of listeners would like to know that. They would like to know kind of your journey and hear a little bit about what you experienced. Well, the interesting thing about relationships is that when anybody decides that they're going to come out, the first thing they think is the absolute worst. Whether you're coming out as trans, gay, bisexual, it doesn't matter. Um, People are going to think, oh, my God, my whole family is going to shun me. They're going to turn their backs on me. And you think the worst possible scenarios. And I did the same thing. And I remember I was so nervous. And you would think, oh, you're nervous to tell your parents? No, I was nervous to tell my son. Mm. Um, And when I did tell my son, in fact, my son was the first person I told. His response literally made me cry. (laughs) And not in a bad way. His response was, I know please promise me that you won't take testosterone pills, that you'll do the injections because the pills are bad on your liver. I didn't know what else to do because I thought that he was going to like be like, oh, I don't want to be around you. You're weird. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. I mean, to be the age that he was, I think was he 11, 12 at that time? Somewhere in there. And to tell him that, and that was his response. His response was about my health, you know, and making sure that I'm around you know, for my grandkids and so on and so forth. That was his response. But to know this young man, you you would understand why he is the way that he is. He's just freaking amazing. That's all I can say about him. 
So that's pretty but intelligent my, for an 11-year-old. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is a brilliant young man when I say that. I mean, when I, I am so blessed. Like you said, we'll talk about him later, but I am so blessed to have him in my life, and I can't imagine life without him. He's also betrothed. Um, he's what? He's betrothed. <laughs> you might have to fight his current girlfriend on that one. I will. I betrothed him. He was betrothed at the age of four. <laughs> I already told him I'll fight his girlfriend, but, um, <laughs> that's funny. No, that was, that but was supposed talking to be our daughter's about my husband. Mother, telling my mom was uh, very difficult again, because I thought that again, my mom's going to be like, Oh, whatever, you know, and turn her back. But if you know my mom, you know that that woman, not going to turn her back on anybody, but I was still afraid of it. And when I finally told her, I remember I was sitting in the parking lot at Lowe's Okay. And I called her on the phone because I just left therapy and I was like, okay, I need to tell my mom. And I was like, you know, I had to get some Starbucks and pace around Lowe's a little bit and finally came to the car, called her, the phone rang. She answered. I was like, mom, I got something to tell you. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear her what voice. What is it? <laughs> I was like, mom, I'm trans. She's like, what? what what's that? Uh, mom, I'm trans, you know, like Caitlyn Jenner. But, huh? Yes, mom, I'm trans. She's like, okay. And then she sat there for a second. And then she said, is it my fault? And I sat there and I was like, you know what, mom? It is your fault. I said, it's your fault for raising a person who could finally stand up for themselves and be themselves. Mm. And, and she sat there for like a second or two and she was like, Okay. Your dad's out riding his motorcycle. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom, I guess that's an okay. <laughs> and, you know, we just, that that was it. I mean, and as far as coming out to my dad, if you know my mom, you don't have to come out to dad because mom and dad have 4 a.m. conversations every morning. So I know they'd already talked about it. Um, so didn't have to do that. He, he accepts me wholeheartedly as well. Um, my brother was another one that was kind of iffy because my brother's, you know, he was very religious and I thought that I really thought he was somebody else going to lose. And he was, and he's my biggest advocate. Oh, that's awesome. He was. What about and grandma? I'm trying to think. Okay. So my grandmother has dementia. <laughs> so I'm lucky my grandmother actually remembers who I am, period. She is the only person that I allow on this earth <laughs> to call me by my dead name. Yeah. And she's the only person that I will allow to misgender me as well. Because I'm just happy that she still knows who I am. She knows my energy, even though I look nothing like the person that she, you know, calls me as. Um, I still answer because she knows who I am. Mm -hmm. And she calls me, she calls me her ninja, so... <laughs> Ooh, that woman. She's something else. She's she's a handful. She's a handful. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything. Any other relationships that were affected? Uh, there were some relationships with uh, like aunts and uncles that were, you know, very different. And what I did, and to know me <laughs> is to know that I don't hold my tongue on things. Meaning that I, you know, I basically approached them and I'm like, you know, you may not like the way that I live, but you know what? I'm the happiest I have been in my life. Mm -hmm. And right now you're living very miserably because you're not living your true authentic self. So you could take your opinion, roll it up in a little ball and shove it up your ass. And that's how it ended it. <laughs> and here we are today. And here we are today. So what did the process of transitioning look like for you? Um, like I said, it started for me with therapy. Um, and with that comes, because here in Texas, oh, I'll be in other states as well, um, you have to get a letter from a therapist that says that, you know, you are not crazy, that you suffer from gender dysphoria. I think that's what they named it. Mm -hmm. um, and in getting the letter, you then can take it to a, a practitioner and they will do another assessment. And then if you pass all of the assessments with the blood work and everything, they will prescribe you um, testosterone. Uh, you can go, like I said, to a regular medical doctor, which is where I started, but then I switched over to an endocrinologist because I want them to monitor everything. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's where you go from there. And then after that, I was on, uh, I'm still on T right now, but I was on T for two years. Yeah, two years. And then I um, had top surgery. Uh, for those of you guys that know what top surgery is, that's when you basically have your breast removed to have a more uh, masculine appearance. Your breasts were so big. They were huge. I'm so glad they're gone. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye back yep, problems. It was, it was yeah, <laughs> goodbye back problems. <laughs> you say you're not ever lying. <laughs> Here I am getting them. I haven't seen you since I got my boobs. I got boobs like 10 years ago. And, um, oh, I was going to say, did you get the ones I threw out? I, I wish I could have got the ones you threw out. Mine were quite expensive. So <laughs> after top surgery, what happens then? Um, well, for those that choose to go the next route, uh, you can have bottom surgery, mm-hmm. um, which uh, right now that's not an option. Well, for me, it, uh, that's not something I'm interested in. So Yeah. So, and you had already had all your female organs they, they were removed because of the cancer right yes uh-huh yep yep they were gone a long time ago 10 years before i even started transitioning mm-hmm. and and just to clarify because we didn't say this in the beginning you've always identified as lesbian except that one um, little blip in high school uh yeah <laughs> i something like it was it was interesting i did identify as lesbian because i didn't know what else to identify as uh-huh. uh because you know i was identified as female uh, and i did identify as female basically and i just and i don't know i used to always joke with some of my friends i'm like yeah i'm just a gay man trapped in a, a woman's body well actually i am a gay i was a gay man trapped in a yep. lesbian's body so <laughs> that is so yeah so true. That, it was yeah, very true. <laughs> so tell me about the quality of your relationships now. Oh, well, dating while trans has been extremely hard. Um, I've actually been single up until beginning of this year. Because, like I said, it's extremely hard because, you know, being gay, being a gay trans man, it's hard to meet cisgendered men, which if you don't know what cisgender means, that means um, someone who identifies with the gender that they were born. So in meeting those guys, it's like, hi, I'm, you know, so-and-so, you know, and you get to know them, you know, because, you know, I'm all about getting to know people as a person, not as a look. And then you get to the point where you're conversating, you're hanging out, whatever, whatever, and then you're like, oh, by the way, I'm trans. And I, I, you know how many people that have been like, quit lying. I'm like, yeah, that's something I made up yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not lying. And they're like, okay, well, we can be friends. And then they ghost you. Mm-hmm. That's happened so many times. I just can't even count it. Like I said, until I met the person that I'm seeing right now. So, yeah. And this is your first relationship as your your new self, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And compared to your past relationships, what are what are some of the differences? Um, I am, of course, more open and transparent. I'm not uh, as withdrawn as um, I felt like I was withdrawn then. I felt like I was very passive. I was a people pleaser because I didn't know, you know, I didn't want anybody to dislike, you know, any part of me because, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to be liked because of uh, whatever. Now, I honestly don't give two shits. So I'm very transparent, very open, very straight to the point. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just so much better. So much better. One thing that, because we've been social media friends for just a few years, one thing Mm -hmm. that I've noticed about your presence on social media is how happy you are now. I mean, and I know people say that, Mm -hmm. oh, but you truly are, you radiate happiness. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm. I, it feels great to live authentically as myself. Even right now, and all the the shit that's going on, and everything that's because this year has been a really heavy year. Uh-huh. Um, on top of my, you know, my brother passing away, and and then you know the pandemic, and it's just it's it's been a lot. You know, with those sick people around me and things like that it's been a lot and during all of this time I would think back to like man 
a few years ago, if this would have happened, I would have been like so depressed and all of this stuff, just wallowing in the grief that's around me. But instead I've picked out every piece of happiness I can in every situation. And that's what I live with because life is too short to live and wallow in what people call the bad stuff. Things happen for a reason and it's up to us to build ourselves up and get through it. And when we wallow in it, we don't get through it. So that is my goal is to get through situations, not over them, to get through them. Because mm-hmm. they, they're they're what shape us. So. Are you sure you're not an inspirational speaker now or something? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I'm, I wouldn't coin myself as that, but I do take the opportunity to speak to other guys like myself um, because being in the trans community there's a lot of guys out there who don't have that support and they're suicidal they're just i mean they're at the worst points they can be in their life they're very very low and they they need to hear that other people have experienced what they're experiencing that they're not alone and that they will get through this so i take the time to talk to not only you know those guys but also kids that experience the same thing you and I have more in common than most of our friends that we know from way back days Um, Mm -hmm. one thing that I know I struggled with until I was able just to come out as my true self was my depression because I was Mm -hmm. just always depressed and I know that I, I know for a fact that you dealt with some of that too a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. A lot. For many years I did. I dealt with some pretty dark places. Um, I hit rock bottom a lot of times. But the beautiful thing about hit rock, hitting rock bottom is that once you hit it, there's nowhere else to go but up. Yeah. And that's what I did. I started climbing my way out. And the best thing I did was leave the area that I'm living in now you know, one of the cities in Texas, I'm not going to say where, <laughs> and moved to another bigger city where I basically hit rock bottom again. But the great thing about when I hit, hit rock bottom there, I had made a group of friends who not only helped me climb out, they helped me find my spirituality as well. Wonderful. That's beautiful. So. And your fashion sense has greatly improved. Mm. Oh, yes, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It has to, because I finally got the body that I want. (laughs) So I I guess this is for both of you, Bastion and Stephanie. Stephanie, you made a comment that Bastion helped you be comfortable with who you want to be, right? What does that mean? What does that look like? And how did that unfold wow that's a good question that's a great question um it unfolded in don't, a... don't expect that often i only I have know. very, very little moments of brilliancy <laughs> no. or smartness about me <laughs> i was a single mom and i was entering into teaching and i sucked at technology that hasn't changed. <laughs> Not one little and bit. And Bastion was um, great with technology. And uh, we just kind of, I guess, I, w- I mean, how would you describe that? We, I kind of was stuck to him because I was like, mm. I need some help. And then I had a, a kid threatened to stab me and I went running down to his classroom crying. And he had to talk <laughs> me back into the classroom because I was about to leave. That was day three of teaching. Um, ah, yes. We taught at a very rough school. <laughs> and me being a white woman was not, it, I mean, it was it was very trying for me the first couple of years. And so Bastion really just stuck with me and wouldn't let me quit. And through that, we started bonding and we formed a relationship. And it, I had to hide it. I mean, I had to hide it. But I didn't hide Bastion. Like, he was always mm-hmm. at my house or we were hanging out. Is, you know, just it was just part of it, and um, just, I hid the relationship side of it. So, but it helped me now, and actually through his transition, 
and seeing him just blossom has really helped me because I don't have to hide. I don't have to be nope. somebody that I'm not. Now, I mean, I don't hide anything, but I don't just go openly around our hometown screaming it. But I think everybody at the hometown already knew. But Well, you are out in the open now with a website and a podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that if they didn't know, they know now. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion, what, what's your take on the, his question? Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's a, oh, let me think, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to recount everything from the time we met. Because all I remember right now is sitting through those technology classes at that one school where we were both kind of clueless at that point in time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That was like at the training, uh, I think, before we went on to campus for the first time. Yeah. I had no clue. And that's right. I don't think anybody did. Yes, and you were sitting beside me, and you were helping me with it all. Because I was like, I don't I don't even know what the hell I'm doing here. I tried. To I don't quit think before. the trainer did. Yeah, I tried to quit before we even got started. <laughs> but there was, there was a couple of opportunities where we got to go, or we didn't get to go. We just went off to another city. Um, a much larger city than our hometown. Yes. I and remember. we got to just be ourselves and that was a lot of fun. We went to mm-hmm. we went to a club that was I guess wasn't it a lesbian bar? Yes it was. Mm-hmm. But now that's politically incorrect. But at the time it was a lesbian bar. And right next to it was the gay bar. Um, well, it still exists. Both of them do. <laughs> I know, but is it still like known as the lesbian yeah. bar? Okay. okay. It is still known as the, yep. Mm-hmm. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. And my best favorite experience was those four men that we met that night. Do you remember that? I do not. Okay. Um, so we met four burly men who were construction workers who were dressed in the most beautiful drag I've ever seen. And they were all married, and they all had children, but one of their oh. hobbies was getting dressed up together and going to this lesbian bar, and they loved it, and their wives knew about it, and that was just so empowering to hear their stories, too. I remember that now. hmm Because one of my, my friends from college, do you remember that, came down with her boyfriend, and uh-huh. we met up at that spot? Yep. 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 It was okay. fun. And I got to and I got to taste what living my true self would look like. But then again, I was still living in a small town and still very scared and went back to my little shell and kind of pushed Hey, I've lived in that same area as well, but I just was myself. I guess what it was too is that for myself I was from other people, I guess growing up and being with my personality or whatnot, I was expected, I think, to be a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah, always can... had some very um, different characteristics about yourself. It was one of those ones, somebody told me one time that I confused them because, you know, like I said before, it's like you have a very masculine appearance as a female, but you you have the mannerisms of a gay man. I'm like, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You did. And then... <laughs> Only if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> right. It's okay. So Save me a lot of money. <laughs> right. So that's that's a great question. How, what is, does insurance cover this? Like, how does the cost go? <gasps> Lord. So if you work for, an, uh, let's say, an industry, and um, you have insurance. Your insurance can pay for it. But if you work for certain places, they can exclude anything that has to do with gender reassignment. And my insurance company did, I mean, well, my organization that I work for did have that exclusion. Therefore, I had to pay for top surgery myself. Hmm. So, but everything else insurance covers so okay, so here, so you know everyone's at, right now. People are thinking, okay, so to get breasts, right? 
is normally about mm-hmm. eight to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yes. So to remove them, is it the same cost same. or is it more? It's the same. It's the same. It depends on where you go, uh, but normally, I think for myself, I paid about. 70 I'm sorry 70 7 hold on I'm trying to think 7000 I think it was 7950 bucks but that included lipo on what on the area what's called the dog ears which is under the arms okay <clears throat> so wasn't too bad huh and to think I could have bagged that shit up and just used it exactly <laughs> I was trying to sell it on a Craigslist you know <laughs> And okay, so and another thing that you've always had a very manly physique. I mean, you've just yes. you've worked out constantly. It was like you were a man with boobs. Um, and now I see that you're still working out, but your muscles are just more defined. And I've even seen a few pictures on the social media with you and your shirt off. No, it feels great. And I never would have thought I would have seen that. I never would have thought I would have posted that because <laughs> I had, you know, body dysmorphia, you know, uh-huh. I didn't want to show my body because I'm like, no matter, it's kind of like being extremely fat, you know, and you losing a whole lot of weight, which I did as well. Um, and your mindset is still stuck at that point. Like for a long time, I saw myself as being 260. That's even when I was down to 230, I still saw myself as being 260 down to 220 I still saw myself at 260 it wasn't until recently that you know I had to go shopping because I have all these 38 and 40 pants that I'm trying to wear and I'm like what the hell my belt won't work in them they still don't they're still too big and then I go shopping and realize oh shit I'm a 34 <laughs> you know and it, it it just clicked you know automatically at that time because it didn't make sense I just kept in my mind I still saw myself as being one thing that I I now wasn't that mm-hmm so what made you decide to post that picture? I got tired of body shaming myself. Good. Yep. I was like, you worked too hard and you are not where you want to be, but you are not where you were. So you, you're by posting that image, it gave some people, you know, a lot of people that I, that are on my page, they're like, man, I'm so glad you posted that because you know, you gave me the, inspiration to do the same or some of my people that that hadn't seen me in a long 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 time they sent me messages like whoa that's you now i'm like yeah they're like that's what's up Mm -hmm. i'm happy for you so so speaking of inspiration bastion Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of people can give simple advice of well don't let people get you down be who you are stay strong Mm -hmm. but to me that's very cliche well, it's not cliche. It's just very generic, right? Mm-hmm. What is some advice on some things that most people don't want to talk about or afraid to say that you have for people? Like, you know, some of the deep down advice that would scare people to talk about. Some of the people in your life, some of the people that you absolutely love and you feel like, man, I don't know what life would be like without them some of those people will turn their back on you and you have to be okay with people not being okay. That Mm. is the hardest thing in the world for some people to do. And it's like, for example, I'll give an example. Some people have, you know, uh, let's say a mom or a dad and they just couldn't picture life without them. And you tell them that, okay, I'm trans. And at that point in time, they disown you. Some people, they can't function after that point because they've tied their identity to a person. But if you are okay with people not being okay, you will be just fine. I got to the point where I was okay with people not being okay because you know why? It's my life, Mm -hmm. not theirs. I deserve to live. I deserve to be happy. They've already lived their life. So like I told my auntie, Fuck you and the horse you rode in on because this is my life, not yours. So that's what I would say. <laughs> that's probably why I haven't talked to my my Annie about this. <laughs> she doesn't listen to podcasts. so <laughs> <laughs> Or get on websites. <laughs> or get on websites. So she doesn't know 
um, much. Uh, I'm pretty sure your mom knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. My dad knows. Your dad, well, yeah. My dad, he was, he's so supportive, though. He's just like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> High five. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Well, he's just—he's just a good old-fashioned type guy too, though. He's just a bit—he's just a he hippie. Just he just wants you to be happy. Yeah, like he doesn't care. Exactly, yeah. and, and that's my goal—is for everybody to be that way. You know, everybody mm -hmm. should be happy. Everybody should be smiling because there's so much other stuff going on in people's lives that other people don't realize. Find that one thing that makes you happy and fucking do it. Yes. Yeah. So, so the one thing her dad said when I when I met him. Uh, you know, I was a little surprised he didn't give me the riot act and try and threaten me or anything like that. So I, I asked him about it. I said, no riot act. And he said, as long as she's smiling, I'm good. I was like, okay, well, <clears throat> I'll tattoo a smile on her face for someone she's mad. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> that's, that's what's up. That's what I'm talking yeah. about right there. That's the support that I love to hear. So... Circling back to your son, because yes. that is pretty, you know, life-changing for him as well. So talk to me a little bit about how that went. And I know how he took it, but how he was mm -hmm. throughout the process and his friends and all that. He's, like I said, he's extremely supportive. Um, and being in the type of relationship that we have, I don't require him to call me by any parental names he calls me by my first name um just like he calls his mom by her first name sometimes and that's not that's and some people are like oh my god that's disrespectful no that's not seen as disrespect at all disrespect is if they call you out of your name <laughs> but anyway as far as him with his friends um he's just i mean i don't even know how to explain this kid because he's so freaking amazing um I, I, I'm, his, I'm, I'm a parent. That, that's that's what he defines me as. That's my other parent. Mm -hmm. Because for <laughs> and, a while he had you know, two moms. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just. But he's moved away. You know, he's moved to another area, and so being there, they don't know about. Well, they do know about that because his mom is, you know, still she's she married another lady, mm -hmm. and so um, it's you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still, even the people that he, you know, corresponds with and talks to on a daily basis, I'm still, I'm his other parent. Okay. Even the ones I've met at, you know, different functions. Well, he's, yeah. he's pretty special anyway in the way he handles adversity due to all kinds of factors. Um, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just kind of, you want to tell us a little bit about that or you want me to say it? <laughs> Oh, being the fact that, you know, he doesn't quite look like me, <laughs> meaning that his skin tone's a little bit lighter than mine. There almost we go. We'll like almost that. the color of mine. Pretty close. He might be just a, a scotch darker. You know what? There's just no need to just <laughs> so throw it he's out there. So see <laughs> he's see-through and glows in the dark. That's what we're saying? Y yes, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, because even when you tan... Your tan turns to a red that glows instead of a white that glows. I can tan. <laughs> but, I mean, he grew up with that adversity, too. And I'll, and I'll never forget, mm -hmm. um, we were at your house or something, and somebody said something to your mom about having a white grandbaby. And, oh, Lord mm -hmm. Jesus. <laughs> I have he never. He is not that. Yeah. I have never <laughs> seen your mother, like, come unglued until she had to go off on whoever. I don't even remember who it was, but. I knew from then on that your son was, I mean, of course he's always been accepted, but he's, that's 100%. There's no difference there. Mm -hmm. I love not. that. So I think that there's not that environment cultivated him and prepared him for this transition for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And in life in general, I mean, he's, like I said, he's grown up to be an amazing young man and I'm just, I'm, eager to see where he goes in life because wherever he goes he's going to be fucking phenomenal mm -hmm. yeah I agree so life is pretty great for you we have a phenomenal son fucking phenomenal son um, Yes. we have a wonderful partner a, a renewed fashion sense because I was worried about you in those flannels for a while 
Um, and you have a really good support system. Has there been anything negative to come out of this? Um, there was a job that I'd wanted at one point that I was passed over because of this. But here's the thing. I learned that that job wasn't meant for me because if I had taken that position, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And right now, I'm like I said, and you said it also, I'm in a great place. Mm -hmm. I enjoy what I do. Um, yeah, I would have missed out on some great opportunities. So it was a blessing that I didn't get that position because of stupid, ignorant people. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing when, you know, you've told me this several times, Sebastian, is like when one door closes, another one's going to open. Mm -hmm. You were yep. all you. You made me sick sometimes with your optimism, but um, <laughs> I also knew that when you went home at night, it was not optimistic. I knew I, I was there through some of your some of your darkest struggles, um, mm -hmm. and of course you were there through mine. So, Fox, do you have any questions, particularly because? <laughs> Other than the ones I've been asking? No, I'm talking about specifically, <laughs> what do you want to know about the younger Stephanie? Oh, I'm good. Because <clears throat> the younger you created who you are now, and I'm assuming exactly. you're a hell of a lot more wild now with me, because I'm crazy, because uh -huh. I'll get out. Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's been doing all the things she does now. No. No, probably not. Yeah, there's a lot probably of new uh, things. Yes, true. Yeah, there's probably a lot, there's of, a lot new, of Okay. A lot of new sexual and... Well, well, you know, as we now. mature and we, you know, have more experiences, we were able to branch out and try new things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Plus, I'm a huge advocate of just be who the heck you are and who cares what anyone thinks. Um, I, you know, I wish everyone thought that way, but there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that don't think that way. And they push that belief onto other people who are trying to be themselves and it makes them question themselves and it's just not a pretty thing. Yeah. So I wish everybody thought the same way that you do or both of you guys. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Took me a while to get here. Took me a, took me a few, few husbands, couple of girlfriends, but here I am. A few husbands. But the important part is <laughs> you're here. <laughs> you don't have to have any more husbands. Don't worry. Oh, I know. I'm shack up material only, yes, baby. We talked about that like date one. <laughs> uh -huh. Yep. It was fantastic. Date, date two? Is that what you said, date two? <laughs> date one. Date one. Oh, no, I was very clear oh, about my perception on marriage at this point and what I want. And mm -hmm. Stephanie was too, and it was great. Yeah. We both agreed, and I'm like, hey, I hope you're being serious, because if not, sorry for your luck. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's like, till death really do us part. No? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can do many things together. We can buy a house together. We can buy vehicles. We can own a company. We can mm -hmm. do lots of things together. Uh, yes. But I will probably never sign a piece of paper ever again that starts with the letter M because I think it stands for misery. <clears throat> no, I'm joking. For those, we, we have a lot of friends that are very happily oh, married. Boy. I just know for myself. I don't believe in certain things when it comes to marriage. If you want to be with someone, just be with them. You don't need a piece of paper or a ceremony to do that. If you want to do it, I agree. You know, if you want a ceremony, okay, get your friends together, get your loved ones together, and celebrate the love you have for each other. You can do a commitment <clears throat> ceremony. Yeah, I just exactly. just rather do a love ceremony or a lust ceremony or both a love lust ceremony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just get a bunch of our friends together and make sure everyone's naked and is drinking and whatever happens happens. Well, that's an orgy. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Celebrate life. <laughs> so the most important question. She's had her, she's had, how many orgies have you had now? Two. Two? Yeah. Two? Yeah. yeah. Two. Like I said, she's venturing down her sexual path every day, deeper and deeper. That's what's up. And back to the most important question. Wait, are, you, are we avoiding? That? No, I'm okay. just going to ask the most important question. What is that? Of Bastion. Is when are you going to come skydiving with us? You know, the thing about it is that, you know, I've gone skydiving once, right? I didn't. 
Yes, I was skydiving in Australia once. That was during your first. That was during your first marriage, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, I remember the pictures. And uh, that was a tandem jump, but I want to do it again. So, you should come and jump, and Fox mm-hmm. and I will be in the plane with you. We won't jump mm-hmm. with you. You'll be, I will. Well, you'll be attached to somebody. <clears throat> else. I'll, I'll jump with you. You won't be attached to me, but I'll be flying next to you. I'll record it. Okay, so I'll be I'll get windburn again. You won't get windburn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll Vaseline you right on up this time. <laughs> Wait, what kind of skydiving are we doing? <laughs> well, you know, you are skydiving with me. So the last time she went up with a uh, tandem skydiver was our contest winner, and she was topless. Yeah, I was topless. Both of them were topless. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll go topless. Yeah. <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> well, but I yes. really appreciate you taking the time to share this this hour with me. It's been forever since we talked, but also just becoming who you really wanted to be and helping me become who I wanted to be because you really kickstarted my journey on all of this and. Just seeing who we are now and how we're living ourselves, our you know our true selves now. I just hope that we can help other people. I agree. I agree totally. That's what it's about for me. It's about that's why I share my story is because I'm hoping that my story will inspire someone to be themselves or inspire them to reach out to say, hey, I need some help. Can you know? Can you assist me? I feel this way. I need somebody to talk to so on and so forth you know that's what i'm there for yeah yeah and i appreciate i well at least getting to know you over a phone call yeah we tried to meet once before but something happened we tried to oh i'm always leaving when you are i think driving in or yes something like that yeah we miss each other quite frequently but i always pass by my visits are quite brief yeah i pass by your parents house and honk every time they're like, who was that? I know. I know. <laughs> your, your, your mom was sticking her head out. Stop that shit. <laughs> oh, well, this has been fun. We'll have to get together. Actually, you'll have to come skydive with us. And um, Most definitely. Thank most you. Most definitely. All you right. are very welcome. Thank you for having me, both of you guys. Absolutely. Bastion, we're going to sign off with you and close out the show. But uh, I appreciate your time for sure. All right. Again, thank you guys for having me. And if you if you need any other gentlemen that are similar to myself, please let me know because I have a whole slew of them. I love it. That have amazing stories. We amazing will probably take you up on this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. Okay. We'll talk soon. All right. You guys have a great evening. You too. too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that was interesting. That was amazing. Yeah. It was fun to catch up. It absolutely was. And well, fun for you to catch up, fun for me to learn. What did you learn? <clears throat> um, I learned that you are definitely crazier now than you were then. And you still suck with technology. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting so good at it. And I, I actually learned a title of a show that we're going to do. Because I really liked when Bastion said, be okay with people not being okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was terrific. I was like, huh. So I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to end up doing a show on that. On just, you know, I I think I've been who I am since day one of meeting you. Uh, I'm very blunt, direct. I don't really care what a whole lot of people think. I only care what... The people important to me. I care what they mm-hmm. think. But even then, I only care to a certain extent. So that really resonated, and I thought it was a very powerful statement. Just be okay with people not being okay because you can't please everyone, and you barely can please the people you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I true. I mean, I say that to people all the time. You know, the right people will be okay with you and don't need to be pleased. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot to <laughs> to learn from – your guys' experience together and from Bastion's story and 
you know, uh, you know, I think the main point there um, is to hell with people. Yeah. To hell with people and be exactly who you want to be. <clears throat> now, with that said, make sure who you want to be isn't putting yourself in a certain risk factor. Like, yes. if you're like, well, I want to be a drug dealer. Well, that's probably not a good idea. Um, or I want to be a drug user. That's probably a terrible idea. I, I mean, <laughs> okay? unless so. it's for medicinal purposes. True. So, <clears throat> but truly, be just who you're going to be. I agree. And don't, and don't worry about the rest. There's going to be trials and tribulations no matter what you do. If you decide not to be who you truly feel you are, you're going to have trials and tribulations, and you're going to probably deal with a different type of depression knowing that you are not who you want to be and you know it's you're going to react differently you're going to treat people a certain way because of that and well, they're going to sense that from and you and you feel like you're constantly in hiding you have to go other yes. places like Bastion and I had to go to Dallas towns, right? yeah to to be our true self right don't do that <laughs> um you know and then you're going to have battles if you decide to be who you are. So no matter what you do in life, you're going to have battles. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you can't please everyone. And like I said, the people that you can please is going to be far and few in between. And the right people don't have to be pleased. I'm learning that. I'm a people pleaser. You are. And the right people don't have to be pleased. You're right. You're right. They'll just want to be around to be around because they enjoy who you are, period. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just how it is. And you're going to make choices that lose people, and that's okay, too. Um, You know, one thing I want to remind everyone is everyone has their own choices to make, their own morals, their own path in life, their own ideology. Yep. Nobody's wrong for how they feel. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is not possible for someone to be wrong for how they feel. They just may not be right for you. And that's where that divide comes in. And, yeah. and that's where you can lose people. And that's okay, you know, because you can't attack somebody who's religious who doesn't believe in, let's say, a certain gender identity or sexuality. Because you can't tell them, well, you're wrong. That's incorrect. Yeah. <clears throat> They're right in how they feel and, and their ideology. They're just not right for you and vice versa, right? They can't tell you you're wrong because you start off as a female like Bastion and then decided screw this I'm going to be a guy because that's who I am Mm -hmm. they can't tell Bastion that he's wrong how can they do that right you can't it's everything is based off an ideology and idea and what you think is correct you can't put uh, you can't base your happiness off of others no it has to be on on uh, your own accord your own terms yes you get to live your own terms and there's so many people who are afraid to do that Mm -hmm. um because of rejection and so many other things but well society society, has a lot of pressure to you know societal norms put a lot of pressure on people that don't want to follow those yeah but who says you have to well i am saying and i'm giving the listeners permission sometimes you just need permission to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm giving that permission to others. Just make sure it's within legal bounds. Yes. Yes. Because there are some people who want to do things that, that it's not legal. Yeah. And you're going to hurt somebody else in a bad way. True. And so we're not giving you permission for that. Not at all. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's legal and there's nothing wrong with it, do it. The heck with it. You know, why not? If, if everybody's you, consenting. Yeah. And if you're not putting yourself in danger. Or others. Yeah, or others. For sure. Well, this was a great trip down memory lane. Was it? Yeah. When Good. we get off the air, I'll tell you some fun stories. Oh, uh, why Why can't you tell everyone? I don't know if Bastion wanted that out. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Confidentiality is yeah. always a good thing. Yeah. And Bastion's pretty open about everything. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, you know, there's some things that not we wanted to be kept private. That's fair. Well, we are pretty much done with today's show. Um, I want to 
leave you with something and I hope it resonates. Be who the hell you want to be. Don't judge others for who they want to be. And what is right and wrong? How the hell do we know that? Exactly. That's it. All right. Have a good night. Good night. Hey, Fox. Not again. Why don't you tell them where they can find us? Oh. So you can find us on the book face. Facebook. Yeah, that thing. Uh, at the Kinky Coach. Or you can find us at any of the adult beverage websites. You like that? I do, yeah. The... Yes, yes. Because you're tasty. Getting, oh, you're thirsty. Yeah. Yes, thirsty. Uh, so you can look for either Luna underscore and underscore Logan. Or you can look for the Kiki Coach and her the silver, silver fox. fox. Yeah. So thank you for listening and we hope you have a very sexy evening. Have a good night. You are listening to the Kinky Coach Podcast with Stephanie and Fox.